and I truly believe we've seen it in the last 20, 30 years, a slipping away from getting close to God, getting the things of God. And we're seeing it more and more. And now people have become so numb to the things and move of God, it doesn't even move them anymore. They can be singing in church. Miracle can take place. Okay. It doesn't move them anymore. That's a sign, church. That's a sign we're close. Hmm. The next few things that's going to take place, he's coming back. He's coming back. I truly believe there's a revival coming because he's, Christ is coming to his church before he comes for his church to restore back to might, power, and dominion. The church has power. Say, I'm the church. So you must understand you have the power that God allows you to have. But you got to recognize it. you got to know who you are in Christ. you got to recognize that my identity is not in me, but it's the hope in me that brings glory. It's the hope of Christ in me that brings the things that say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in what? The world. We must understand that. Sometimes we need to shake ourselves and look in the mirror and say, this is who God's called me to be and step up to that place. Open your Bibles, if you would, please, as we get into the Word of God to Leviticus. I'll get it out. Leviticus chapter 10. Be reading three verses. One through three. Thank you for standing for the honoring of God's Word, at least in the beginning of messages. I, I do appreciate that, and I do want to honor God. I thank Him for His Word, church. It's a stability, it's stableness when we are living in a world that's unstable. But let's begin reading at verse 1. It says, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane or the King James says, strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Verse 3, And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. Say, He's holy. And before all people, I must be glorified. Say glory to his name. Means he must be lifted up. He is a holy God. And he means what he says, and he says what he means. And he will have his way, despite what we see around our world. Say this with me, if you would, please. Strange fire. And you may be seated. I wanted to, for the next few moments, to bring some things that I've noticed from not only this scripture, but what God is revealing to me is happening in a lot of the churches, a lot of Christian lives, a lot of people's lives, what's happening, and wonder why confusion is so prevalent in so many, so why deception. See, we have uh, uh, doctrines of demons that are, are going around and floating around and, and teachings that are not biblically based. I like what Jimmy Swaggart said today. I was listening to him before I was getting ready to come to church this morning. He says, we have a lot of churches, a lot of people that are basing on what men are saying instead of what the Word of God says. Yeah, 
And we've got to get back to the Word of God. We've got to know what the Word of God says in order to know what we need to go forward. I've had a lot of people say, well, so-and-so said this, but what does the Word say about the situation? What does the Word say about uh, everything that goes on? And we've got to get back to the foundation. We've got to let the light that He gives us from the Word of God. The Bible says He sent His Word and He brought healing. We must understand that through His Word, which is Jesus Christ, He brings all truth and grace. Praise God for that. But let's get back to what we're going to speak on just for a moment, and I call it strange fire. Because that's what God called it, strange fire. God spoke through Moses, and this is what it says. And it says here in the New King James Version, profane, which means the same thing. Now, what does this mean? It means common. You know, sometimes we are seeing so many people trying to put God in a common box, trying to think and put him in as a man, and God is not a man, he is God. And I, he will not take the place of man because he is above man. It's his way or no way. You might as well count on it. God is God. Say God is God. God, is God. And notice what he said because he spoke through Moses. He said, those who come near me must regard that he is holy. He's separate. He is that one that is sanctified and he is holy. That is not as just a name that they put in, but he is that one that is higher than anybody else. We cannot put him in, a, in a, a form and think this is who he is. My words cannot really come to play who God is. He's far greater than that. Praise God he is. He's Lord. But he is not only uh, this, what he talks about with these two brothers. These two, they were part of the priesthood. Just because you're part of the priesthood, there is still a delegated authority. There are still delegated areas that must operate. When I step out of my pulpit and I step in somebody else's pulpit, I'm under their authority. They are in charge. God has placed them there. If I come under another pastor, that's who's in charge. If he gives me permission, then I will do that. If not, I step back and tell Things are operating. God has placed delegated authority in a proper positions. God had spoken to Moses, said Aaron is the man that would be the high priest. Many tried to come against his ministry. Many tried to stop him, Korah and some of the others. And what happened to them? They destroyed. The, they got destroyed. Now we see the sons coming up. For one reason or another, they tried to come along and come into the Offering of incense, the fire that God had already put into play. But let me get back to this common fire, this strange fire. It is not only profane, but it, it pollutes, it defiles. Something that is not of what God has approved, in other words. How many ever been in a service and you know that God is not approving of that, but they keep going on? I've been in enough church services, I'm thinking, man, there's some wildfire, we don't need that. And I've had some people say, well, we, it's better than no fire. I'd rather have no fire than wildfire because it's not of God. This is strange fire. God called it strange fire, profane, something that is not of him. In Exodus, when God spoke to uh, Moses to put Aaron in there, he said this is his job, to light the offer, to put the offer of the incense and put it on fire. That was his job. That was his ministry, not his boy's. The fire it offered was uh, supposed to be a source of, uh, because this offering that God had put into play was part of the worship. 
It was part of bringing in purity. It was part of bringing a continual praise. Because when that was lit, God was in the midst of bringing lights. The incense brought a, a smell of aroma of God's presence. It also brings in a continual worship. How many knows that God wants us to come into a perpetual worship all the time, getting up, praising God, giving up and worshiping God? Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the rain. God, I thank you for what you provided for my family. God, I thank you for what you've given to us. God, I thank you for paying the bills. Uh, you start worshiping God, thanking him when you come into those gates. You're praising him, but then you come into a place that you recognize, and all of a sudden, you're in awe, a continual worship. This is also called holy fire, a separated fire, a God-called fire. I want God to fall with fire upon our midst. I want God to come in when you know when he falls, you can feel it. There's times when I'm up here in ministry, I'll get through and I'll come down and say, is anybody warm like I am? And they'll say, no, I'm cold. I'm this, I'm that. I'm feeling the heat because it's the Holy Ghost and fire. We need the Holy Ghost and fire in the day and age we're living in. He's Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. He is not just another spirit. Praise God for that. See, this is a symbol of the holiness of God when you have the fire of God. That's what it represents, a separation. The Bible also gives us something else that God is a consuming fire. So when he sends his fire, he wants to consume the people. He wants to come in and consume you. Smith Wigglesworth, I was reading some of the things of him and what he, when he was ministering, and, and, and the Bible says he was an apostle of faith. That's what he declared him as being, a minister in England. And there was one time he was walking to his house, and he stopped at the balcony where he was at in his house, and God spoke to me. He says, I want to consume you. He stopped, took his glasses off, and he says, God, consume me. Oh, God, I want you to come in and uh, let your fire come in and, and consume me. You know what fire does? It purifies. God, purify me. Take out what is not like you and put in what is like you. Remove what is not what wanted to be there that it will not bring you praise and glory and put in what you need to have. Put a fire in me, God. But these boys come in with strange fire, something that was not should be. On the day of Pentecost, when God sent the Holy Spirit, how did he send it? Tongues of fire. The Holy Spirit, when he came and he sat upon them with tongues of fire. Why? He wants you to speak differently. The presence of God needs to come from your lips, needs to come from your heart and your mind. But let's go to the boys of Aaron. The two boys, the two sons, only two boys he had. I believe it's only two children he really had. They's part of the ministry. But yet they done somewhat and they didn't pay attention. Nadab and Abihu took it upon themselves to offer fire. There's some things going on in the land that I want to bring out from the, this that God's revealed to me has been happening in so many lives but uh, in so many churches and what's happening, why we're seeing what we're seeing. But I believe God is revealing some things and showing some things. And when revelation comes and transformation happens, then you have manifestation, God's manifestation. As we see that this was called strange fire. See, anything does not... Think like God, 
act like God or talk like God, it is called strange. How many ever had people call you because you're a believer and you're really on fire for God? You separated to God. They look at you like you're strange. You went to where? You're always in church. You're always wanting to be around godly people. You're always going to a Bible study. You're always going to prayer meeting. How is that a life? They look at you like you're strange. They look like you're kind of, in, in this sense, in their mind, you're weird. How many of you ever had them look at you kind of, what's going on with you? Am I the only one? They walk by where I, when I work and my, I talk about the Lord. That's also in my mind. That's also in my heart. They can talk about this and talk about that, but when they come by my way, they say, what did the Lord do for you today? Because they know my mind's of the Lord. They know that's all I desire. See, the world may think I'm looking weird and may be weird. You know what God says about them? They're weird. They don't know me. They're strange. They're walking through this life, and they have no... Wherewith they have no God in their lives. These two brothers not only offered strange but fire that was not of his. See, God's fire and his response from God was said strange. They offered fire, but God did too. But that fire was not the fire that was supposed to be in that place. That was a fire of judgment. I truly believe that God has reserved some fire for a lot of folks, a lot of people, a lot of lands, things that have been boiling for quite some time, things that have been going on for quite some time, thinking that God's not going to, but I believe now God's getting ready to send forth because what did he do these boys? He consumed them, devoured them, brought death to them. Judgment fell. They were devoured. The life went out of them. God, in other words, God's reply was, that's unacceptable. Unacceptable to me. If God's not accepting it, we don't need it. Let me say that again. If God's not going to accept our worship, we don't need it. If God doesn't accept our praises, we don't need it. We need to start praising and worshiping the way he's called us to, church. We've been called out, been called out of the world, been called out and been made separate. Be separate, saith the Lord. And when we're separate, you don't hear much anymore. We need to be separate and be what God wants us, holy people. Holy unto the Lord. Praise God for that. That was unholy fire, unholy things. I want to get this. I'm not going to minister very long, but I do want to bring some things out what God's been revealing to me. And I thought it was great how God is. Because I want to look at these boys because there's some things that happen we need to learn from. Some experiences that they've done that we need to take a hold of and to heed to. Nadab, what does his name mean? In Hebrew, it means liberal. Let that sink in. How many has ever heard the word liberal? They're the part of the liberal group. They always want to do liberal things. They say the right is too conservative. 
but Nadab means liberal. He was very liberal the way he done things. I'm going to do it because I don't care what dad seemed to think. I don't care what he told me. I'm going to do what I want to. How many have heard people say that? That's a rebellious spirit. You know why it's so important to have a church and why we need young people? I'm not going to be here forever. And if time lasts long enough, if they don't get a hold of this tribal knowledge that God's placed with us, it's not going to be passed on. The mantle can't be passed on. The torch can't be handed on. We need people to come alongside. We need to encourage them. You need to be in church. You need to be getting a hold of what these had, what they've been around. One day, Greetho and I are not going to be around. And if time lasts long enough, you won't be around. We need to pass on some things, church. This liberal teaching needs to start being noticed and say enough is enough. God is a holy God. He's separate. There's a lot of liberal stuff that I see on TV and enough liberal stuff that I see on, in ministries anymore. I hear ministers, and Dr. Edie has talked to me. He says, you wouldn't believe what's going on in some churches, what they're allowing. There was one time a, a minister came to the lighthouse when we was there, Ted Satterfield. And he got up to minister. And he had tried out for a church in South Carolina. It was a pretty excited church. And he said, he gets there and God says, I want you to preach on holiness. He goes, you want me to do what, God? I want you to preach on holiness. That ain't the message I really want to preach. He goes, I, this is what I want you to preach. So he gets out there, sits on the front seat before he preaches. All of a sudden, here comes this team. And he said, he noticed down the aisle, here comes Peter Pan. He was in, dressed in a, in a Peter Pan outfit, and he was just coming up, and, and they was just doing this, and all of a sudden, people were waving this and waving that. God says, I want you to preach holiness. He goes, well, the job's not mine. He says, I want you to preach holiness. He gets up there, and he starts talking about the Lord, talking about how God's separate. He said, this stuff that's coming in here is strange stuff. And after he got through, he said he was just going to town. And he said, those people that were sitting on the front row, because they came up there and took their place, they get up and left. The head of the, the deacon board got up. He says, about time we had somebody that had uh, enough backbone to preach the word of God. Amen. He said, they voted him right then. He said, those people, like, we've got so much junk going on in the church and so much of the things that's going around. We need to recognize what God is saying. We need some discernment anymore. Yes. It's time we wake up. It's time we say, that's not of God. And not be afraid to offend at times. That's not of God because so many people don't know what's right and wrong anymore. Yes. These brothers, they offered strange stuff. God's response, he killed them. And then huh, Moses looked at Aaron. Be quiet. Don't say a word. That's hard for a father. That's hard for a mother. Not to even weep over your children. God's reply, that's unacceptable. Nadab met liberal. In other words, what was going on? He lowered the standards of God. He brought some common things in. Common areas. Well, this works in the natural. It should work in the church. This works out in the world. It's going to work in the church. And I like technology. There's nothing wrong with technology. But technology cannot take what God has. And it should never take what God has for the church. 
In other words, some have chosen to abandon what you know what the Word of God says. They say, well, the book really didn't mean this. They're ripping out pages saying it's not for us today. They're saying homosexuality is okay. I beg your pardon, if it was sin under God's domain, it's still sin today. Homosexuality is just only one aspect. What about abortion? Killing? 55 million babies have been killed in America alone. We see so much apostasy going on in the church and people's lives. Deception. And they wonder why. Because they're taking common things and bringing it into the church. This is a Nadab spirit. And that spirit is not of God. It's in the land. It's liberal. It's carnal. It's fleshly. They go by emotions instead of what God says about the thing. It's time we wake up and say enough is enough. We want what God wants. We want God's fire. We want holy fire. We want Holy Ghost and fire. See, they no longer, they come in and they say the evil beliefs that they bring in, thoughts and that are allowed to come in. There's things I've heard that's going on in large ministries. I'm thinking, God, that makes me sick. Evil stuff, and they're calling it good. See, when you come into this liberal thinking, you no longer look at sin as wrong. You say it's okay to commit <laughs> at living together instead of being married. It's okay to denounce authority. God still has authority and delegated authority. People don't respect authority anymore. Have you seen the land? How many riots do we see anymore? How many times are they looking to the authority called the police and wanting to take them out? They don't respect churches anymore. When a man can come in and sit for an hour and listen to the godliness that God on a Bible study and prayer meeting and all of a sudden turn and shoot nine people dead, that's not authority. That's evil. Especially if you look at them, you don't agree with them. They get mad at you. How many's ever had that happen before? Am I the only one? I've had them happen to me. Man, I, I look at them and says, the word of God says this. Well, my preacher says this. If your preacher ain't in the book, then you need to not listen to him. When it's wrong in the book, it's wrong. When it's wrong what the Bible says, it's wrong. I don't care what mine says. I don't care what you're looking at. That is deception. Sin is sin. When they look at, and we're seeing it right now on TV, when they look and say they're boohooing and crying about an animal being killed and 55 million babies are being aborted, something's wrong. That's liberal thinking. That is wrong thinking. That is not right thinking. Let me get to the last one, supporting gays. I don't support the gay rights movement. Do I love them? Yes. I love them. I want to see them change. I want to see them born again. I want to see them get their heart made right. Deliverance, come. It's not right, and we've got to tell it like it is. If you stay in that sinful state, you're not going to make heaven your home. You'll be devoured as God did with Nadab and Abihu. Let me go down to the other brother's Name, what it really means. Abayu. He had a good name. 
worshiper of God. Wow. How would you like to be known? Abihu, worshiper of God. Or Nadab, liberal. What happened, though, with these two boys? Because Abihu, worshiper of God, he really wanted to worship God. He truly wanted to come in. But he got connected with the wrong thinking. There's a thing going on in America today, mixtures. People are mixing the common with the spiritual. They're mixing it up and calling it godly. Let that sink in. These two boys come together, and let's do this. It wasn't their call. Back in Exodus, God spoke and said, Aaron will be the one to do this. No one else. God gave the command, but they thought, we know better. We will do our own thing. There's a lot of people coming up and doing praise and worship that should not be doing praise and worship. There's a lot of people up there preaching that should not be preaching. Because they, there's a lot of people coming to churches that have mixtures and they wonder why they're confused, wonder why they have sadness, wonder why they have depression. Because they mix the world and the things of God and it doesn't mix. Pastor, you're pretty being pretty plain. Yes, I am. That's the way God has made me. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't get things right, you will stand before God. And I don't want to see... We need to, you've seen it. You've been around it. You've seen some says they try to uh, ease into this and say, wait a minute, this is the way I was raised or this is the way I, I, I am. I desire this. And it's okay if I go to church. They ride the fence. Too many are doing this. Mixing lustly, fleshly lust with the things of God. Think it's okay. They justify it. They mix his holy fire with strange fire. It's not of God. See, we need not to mix with unfaithfulness. How many of you ever seen people unfaithful? You don't see them go to church anymore. But they start having trouble. What do they do? They call you. They see that you've been faithful. But I don't want to mix with those type of folk. I want to be what God wants me to be. If I have to do this by myself, I'm going to do it, church. I'm going to obey God. And you've got to have that made up mind. You know what else happens? Rebellion. If you get mixed up in rebellion, you're going to find yourself eventually heading to that direction. We've got people in apostasy, and they have, we have an apostate church that's going through a backslidden church. They don't know what's happening. The glory of God wants to move in, but they don't know how to contain it. The glory of God wants to come in, but they reject it after a while because they said we, it won't fit our programs. God is not about programs, and I don't mind have starting out with some things, but we need the Spirit of God to come in and move and touch lives and hearts. See, mixtures causes some things, sadness. I've never seen such a time when people are so sad and so uh, downhearted in the mouth. You see them, they, they act like they're sucking on lemons. They act like they lost their best friend. They may not have any problems, any issues, but it seems like they're looking at two things, but they have these mixtures that come in. There's some that are so depressed, they get on these antidepressants, they look like zombies when they walk around. You see them in work. They can't function. They get so addicted to some things. It's time we speak what God says. You need to let God bring his peace in your life. The world says this, we need to get on this. You need to do this. The world says this, we need to say, wait, what does God say about it? Get back to what God says. 
I've never seen such a time when people are frustrated with so, so many things. They're angry. They're frustrated with their jobs, frustrated with their family, frustrated with their spouses, frustrated with their, their kids, frustrated with this, frustrated with that because they've got so many mixtures. The ones that raised me under this ministry, under the things that needed to be, they had the right thinking. They didn't allow certain things to go on in their lives, in their home. You may close that door, but God still sees. If it ain't happening at home, it ain't happening. And it won't happen. The anointing won't be there. You know, with mixtures, you're always wrestling with something. When you don't have the peace of God, you got to say, wait a minute, what's going on here? When you're always in that wrestling mode with your mind and your heart, and people are always pulling on you, people are always wooing with you. Sometimes people are even wrestling with their flesh. Thank God Sister Barb didn't heed to the flesh. <laughs> I'm not putting it out. I'm just proud of you. I'm going to say enough is enough. And that's what we got to get back to, church. We don't need these mixtures anymore. And we wonder why we're having issues and problems. We got too many mixtures, too, many, too much of the world coming into church and saying it's of God. It's not. And not only that, what's happened? You have darkness against light. It doesn't work. You can't have light. You can't have darkness that's going to stay around. Because when light comes in, it expels darkness. But when you allow darkness to come in and take certain spots, you got to be weary of that. Nadab and Abihu, mixtures. They mixed the things, common. One wanted to worship God, but lost his way because he was listening to his brother. This is what's been happening because we have a liberal worship of God, liberal way of things, and everybody seems to think that it's okay. You can sing the best, but if you don't have God in it, it doesn't mean anything. You're just singing a song. We're seeing so many kind of turning away. I said, well, it's okay. It's all right if that comes in. It's all right. God's not happy with it. God's not pleased with it. See, when you have liberal with the worship of God and that mixtures, what happens? The glory of God can't come in. The move of God cannot sustain that's the reason why when you have so many revivals, revival after revival, and people wonder, why is the glory of God staying? Because when you have so many mixtures, it cannot stay. The things cannot keep going. And that's the reason why people come to church and they're so bored, and, and you, you can feel the presence of the Lord, and they're still there, sit there, and they can't be moved anymore because they have so much mixtures in their life. In times we need to, uh, you see it in, the, in people coming to church or people coming around the things of God. They're so wore out and frustrated because they've had so many things that they've allowed to come in to their lives. I believe if a bayou would have stood up and said, no, that's not of God, it may have stopped those boys from seeing death. You know what happens? Too much garbage is going on. Too much garbage is coming in the church. It's taking the places of holy, pure, When you have those mixtures in your lives, God can't really make his abiding, his fire stay where it needs to stay. 
God's glory and holy fire is about to come, though. We've had the fake, the phony baloney. We've had the not so much of God. But I believe God's about to come with true fire. But it's not the fire to stir hearts. It's a fire of judgment. I believe God's about to pour out some things upon people's lives. And I'm telling you, there's some ministers who are going to have to answer for what they have allowed to happen. I, I truly believe there's not discernment because people are not in tune with God. Because they've allowed so much to come into their minds, into their hearts, and in their lives that they can't hear God anymore. If you're so flooded with everything else, you can't hear God. God wants to speak. God wants to hear you. And God wants to talk to you. But if we have everything that's in our minds and everything that's in our hearts and we allow things to come in, God cannot come in with his fullness. But as they allowed this fire, these boys, these mixtures, coming into their lives, and they stepped into a realm that was not where they should have been. They should have not done it. What happened? Fire fell. Consumed them. All the people saw it. I'm telling you, God's about ready to send fire. But there's all those that are truly seeking God. God's going to send fire upon you in a different way, a good way. I truly believe God wants to pour out his fire. I truly believe God wants to give you everything you need for your life. Now, what does fire do? It burns away the sin. It takes away the things that hold you bound. When the three Hebrew boys went into the fire, what happened? What they was bound with, they became loose. And you know what? The fourth man in that fire was coming in there, and he walked with them. You may see the fire come. You feel, God, can I make it? God, can I do this? And God says, I just want to burn some things off of you that's been keeping you bound. I want to take you to the next level that you need to be. I want to bring my fire that, that, that I'm going to let my son walk with you, and I'm going to let him show you what I have for the future. When they stepped out of that fire, what happened? All of a sudden, the king that was threw them in, realized that there is a king that's higher than him. See, the world needs to know that there's still a king of kings and lord of lords. And when John the Revelator seen him, he seen his eyes with fire. And I'm telling you, God's coming with fire to bring judgment on some, but he's going to cleanse the others, and he's going to get you on fire like never before. And when you speak, it's going to be with Holy Ghost and fire. Yes. Glory to God. We need God to come in the scene like never before. I'm encouraging you. Stand the test. Don't get in the mixtures. Don't listen to the liberal. Don't have that spirit of Nadab come around you. And say, well, our church does this. Our group does this. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. They justify it and look at it. Well, the law says it's okay. Whose law? Never seen such a time in America when everybody seemed to think uh, drinking alcohol is okay. And they're justifying it. Well, it's just a soft, soft drink. I drink a beer or two every once in a while. I drink this alcohol, and you, I look at him and says, you take poison in your system. Well, Jesus drank. I don't believe Jesus drank any alcoholic wine at all. No, I don't either. Because if he did, he couldn't be the Lamb of God. That's right. Because he had pure blood. 
He had his body was pure. His body was holy, separated. And I truly believe when people look at me, I said, the Bible doesn't teach us that. You can say what you want to. You can justify what you want to. But I see your life. You're miserable. You're bound. You need to be set free. That's just only one aspect of things. Never seen so much try to come in. And that's because we need to get back to doing what God says to do. Setting the fire what God wants to set. Me as a minister, I'm seeking God more than I've ever sought him. I need God to move in our midst. I'm clinging to the things of God. I'm not backing up. I'm not bowing down to the world, but I'm bowing down to the king of kings. These boys had mixtures. I'm seeing too much of it going on in people's lives, and they wonder why they're running from place to place because they got too many mixtures. When you're not planted where God wants you, you can't be fruitful. No root, no fruit. Until you get to doing what God's called you to do and moving into the next level. I hope you learn something from these boys. Don't allow the liberal thinking to come into your life. Go to the Word of God. I challenge you. You find out for yourself. Find out for those ones that you know for sure what the Word of God's saying. I challenge you to bring your Bible and follow me. Following any minister that comes here. Find out what the Word of God says about things and issues. Drinking was only one. That's becoming more prevalent anymore. And this issue of marking yourself, it seems to be going more and more. That's a spiritual thing. When you mark yourself with these tattoos, you open yourself up for spiritual things that you don't realize what the Bible talks about. It's in there. I had my daughter tell me, she said, well, so-and-so said it's all right. And he said, their preacher don't even preach against it. He thinks it's okay. I says, let me show you what the Word of God says. I took her to the Word of God, and she goes, it is in there, Dad, isn't it? And I says, yes, it is. Get to the Word of God. Find what the Word of God says. Find out what God wants and allow him to come with his fire. Yes. Allow him to come with his light. Allow him to come with everything to help you to live the way God wants you to live and be. Nadab. Abayu. Abayu was a worshiper. But when you mix yourself with the liberal, mix yourself with that Nadab spirit, and you allow him to pour into you, you allow things to open up to, into your life, what happens? A mixture comes, and God won't accept it. How many wants to know that God needs to accept what we offer? If he doesn't accept it, we're just doing things in vain. Even with our prayers, we're doing things in vain. If God doesn't accept and hear our prayers, then why are we praying? We need to get back to the things of God. We need to get back to asking God, is this what you want? Quit listening to everything else under the sun and say, God, I need you. I want you. Nadab, Abihu. They have their names. I call them mixtures. They mixed things they shouldn't have done, and they stepped into a realm that was not theirs. When you allow them to come into the place where you say, that's God's, you got to watch it. You better cleanse it. How many's ever done spiritual cleansing in your home? So what is that, Pastor? That's where you go through and you check, God, is there anything that's not like you? There was a time I went to a house. 
and they had some things in there, and they was having some problems. The kids were having problems, having issues uh, late at night. Uh, spirits were coming in, and they says, we need our house cleansed. So I walked in, and I says, well, you need to get rid of this, and you need to get rid of this. One thing they had in there was a dream catcher. I says, you need to get rid of that. I may have, but I like that decoration. I says, you don't need that. That comes from witchcraft. But that's an Indian thing. That's witchcraft. You need to get rid of it. You know what they did? I was, I was proud of them. They took it down and went and burned it. Right or right then. Praise God for that. You know, after they got through cleansing, we went through to cleanse some things. You know what? They said they slept all night long. You don't think the enemy don't come into your home? You don't think by watching certain shows and, and getting involved in this and that and allowing that to take its foremost that it's not mixing? You need to say, wait a minute. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and see what God will do. He will add to you. He will give you. He will give all good things to you. But when you allow the world to come into your life, when you allow the liberal thinking and you allow the Nadab spirit to come in and grab a hold of you, that is a place that you don't want to be because you're mixing Godliness with the profane. Now notice what God called it. He had the worshiper. The one that wanted to worship. But God says, it's strange. It's all profane. It's all profane. I pray you go home and God, if there's anything that's not like you, I have to ask God constantly. There's been times I even go to my kids' rooms. And I walk through and I said, this ain't a God. Get rid of it. If you don't, I will. I'll give you the privilege first. I've done it many times. Because why? I want God in my house. I want God to make it an abode in my place. I want to hear his voice. As I gave you that and talked about that prophecy that 16-year-old girl gave this year, how that God is wanting us to come into a next level of worship, of intimacy, what does he want to give you? He wants to give you everything you have need of in this hour. But if you're not in tune with him, you may be deceived. You may not know what really is going to take place. You may have mixtures come in and you not realize it. It comes so subtle. You've got to be on guard at all times. Guard your homes, guard your hearts, guard your minds. And so what God says. Mixtures. Strange fire, not of God. Get back to God's holy fire. Stand your feet, if you would, please, all the building.